What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Marcial, Herrera, in back in the match! Oh my God, an insane goal! I'll just say it, the most insane goal I have ever seen on a football pitch! Balotelli! Hey everyone, welcome to the Soccer Sharps. Soccer. The Soccer Betting Podcast. Jord, we are back officially now. I guess last week was technically our official beginning, but now we have league action in the EPL and La Liga, as well as League 1 and some different cup games going on. Uh, soccer's back. We're doing it. The season is here. And uh, Jord, we're going to get started with... Um, we got five official plays for the listeners here. If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm Devin. That's Jordan. Uh, we are brothers, and we are here to handicap all your soccer needs. <laughs> um, of course, we can start with our official play from last week, the first play of the season on the Community Shield, Arsenal and Manchester City, which we had Manchester City to win, and it was looking pretty good. And then they decided to add 10 minutes of stoppage time. Then there was a head injury. So they added even more stoppage time. And we're going to be dealing with this all year, it looks like. It does look that way, Dev. And it really just felt like, I mean, I think Trossard equalized in the 11th minute of the eight added on. So let's say the head injury took two minutes, really probably should have blown before that. But it really just felt like they were waiting for Arsenal to blow our bet as we predicted uh, they would do uh, <laughs> with that shitty deflected-ass goal. But, look, Dev, it wouldn't be a new season of the Soccer Sharps if we didn't lose our opening bet of the season on the Community Shield. And that leads me to address the new listeners, as, as you did, Dev, and say that this is our fourth consecutive season of the Soccer Sharps. Uh, our first three seasons were all profitable. And we look to do that again here going into season four, despite our first official play of the season losing last weekend. But we go again, Dev. That's what we always say. We go again. Yeah, we we go again. And I I don't really know how to cap the added extra time because there's nothing you can do about it, right? They're going to add these massive amounts of extra time. It doesn't make sense for player safety and welfare. We can get into a whole debate about it. It's happening either way. Right. So we're going to see these almost like the World Cup last winter, where we saw massive amounts of stoppage time added to the end of these games, like eight minutes and over. We're going to see that again. Who does it benefit? I, I don't know. We bet a lot of unders and dogs on this show. So it makes me nervous because I think it probably benefits the favorite. Right. 
they just have more time. They're more likely to score more goals uh, and screw up our bets. But hopefully it, it'll cut both ways and we'll be able to benefit from it as much as we lose from it on the season. That's the hope, although it feels like whatever we have riding on it <laughs> is what it will affect in a negative way for us. So if we are on the dog, uh, the dog will lose late on. And if we're on the favorite, the dog will equalize or something late on. So, yeah, sounds about right, Dev. I was telling you earlier off air, they just need to take out a page out of the NFL playbook here. Can we just stop the clock when the ball's out of play? It's so easy to do. I mean, it's 2023 here, people. We can do this. Yeah, if we have any English listeners, they're probably throwing their hands up and screaming about that. But uh, it seems to make a lot of sense. So, right, the stoppage time is very odd. But look, this is a whole different conversation, Jordan. We got plays on the board. We got matches to handicap here. And uh, let's just go ahead and jump in. We're going to get started with the EPL here. We've got four official EPL plays. And this is a good time to tell the listeners, there's a long, long season with a lot of competitions. There's no reason to blow your whole bankroll on this weekend. I don't put anyone off taking a little bit of time, seeing how these games play out, because these teams are going to be way, way different when we come towards that first international break in October, or maybe it's in September. Whenever it happens, these teams will be very, very different in a couple of months. So don't blow your whole bankroll in the first weekend here. We got a lot of time. We got a lot of matches to cover. Pick your spots a little bit. That being said, let's dive in, shall we? And the first game we're going to take a look at here is Brighton and Hove Albion hosting Luton Town. Newly promoted Luton Town going to go up against one of our favorites, the XG Kings Brighton. Uh, at home here, they're favored by a goal and a half, minus 1.5. The total is set at a flat three. And Jordan, what do we think about this match? First one we're covering this season. Indeed, Dev. Uh, hard to look past Brighton here. I mean... It's, it's, it's staring us in the face here. Brighton on the spread to win this by a couple of goals, minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap. It just seems like a no-brainer to me here. Uh, I don't think Luton score, probably, but the way that Deserby plays, they are susceptible sometimes, Brighton, to giving up a goal, so it's possible. But I think it's unlikely, which means that if Brighton can get us two goals, we probably cover this. I have every reason to think that they'll get more than two goals. I think this could be a bit of a bloodbath. Welcome to the Prem uh, for Luton Town, a team who, by many accounts, shouldn't even be here. They sort of lucked their way through the uh, EFL playoff to get up there. but And they are now historically the shortest price ever on a team to go back down to the championship so, yeah, not looking good for Luton Town. I do believe that there will be spots to back Luton Town uh, throughout the season. This is not one of them. I like Brighton to cover here, Dev. Yeah, Brighton, uh, you're going to hear us talk about them a lot this season. We really like their coach, Roberto Deserbi. We really like their players, the recruiting department. They do things right. And uh, you just have to go no further than last season. When you take a look from January 1st, it's the second half of the Premier League season, Brighton had the best expected goal differential in the entire league, only behind Manchester City by less than one. So 
plus 21.51 expected goal differential, which is a, a massive number for a club this size. The payroll that they have, that is a massive number. I expect them to continue it this season. And look, this Luton Town side, they're coming up. They're going to have to defend for their lives because Brighton's going to see a lot of the ball. And they have so many creative players, so many creative playmakers. They're going to create a lot of chances. Can they take them here and win this thing by two? Cover that minus one and a half spread. I think they can. It's set at a, a high total, which makes you like the favorite a little bit more here. Um, Brighton, minus one and a half. Opening day at home against newly promoted side. I like uh, where this is heading. And that price coming in, minus 106 at the time of recording. Uh, I will say for the new listeners, you're never going to get anything shorter than minus 140 from us here on this show. Okay, we're not we're not giving out the the minus 150s and the minus 168s, calling it a lock or whatever. No, 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 no. We're this is a gambling show. We gamble, so we're trying to get as close to evens pretty much all the time. Though we do drift into plus money. Right on, Jordan. Well, there's our first uh, play for you guys. Let's move on now to another match on Saturday, and it is Newcastle United hosting Aston Villa. This one seeing Newcastle as home favorites of three quarters of a goal, minus 0.75. The total is set at 2.75. Jordan, Newcastle finished top four last season. A massive leap for them. They'll be participating in Champions League this year. And Aston Villa under Unai Emery surprised a lot of people uh, and finishing in, I believe, your, your conference league spot for the EPL. And they get to face off against each other in this first weekend. This would be a good one, George. What do we think about this matchup? Yeah, Dev, uh, Aston Villa been brilliant since Unai Emery came in. Uh, really finished the season strongly. And you could see it. You could see the blueprint, right? The Emery style of play. You see, he, he was at Villarreal, a team that we made a lot of money on when he was there. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of rinse and repeat here. Just he's he's back in England now. And it's sort of funny because most of his success has come through winning Europa Leagues and being a really good cup competition manager. But last couple of seasons, whether La Liga or now in the EPL, he's uh, taken the leagues by storm. So I, I think Villa could kick on here and maybe finish higher. They've had a brilliant preseason, scoring goals for fun, Pretty stout at the back, except when they played that 3-3 thriller with Newcastle over the summer. Uh, and, and here they are again, coming up to Newcastle. St. James's Park, where Newcastle's uh, play their home football, really tough place to go, Dev. We talk about it a lot. Hard to go against Newcastle at home. I just feel like the price on Newcastle is a little short here, considering how these teams ended the season and from what we've seen in preseason. I'm not sure that I'd want to lay that much juice with Newcastle as a favorite here. And the Asian handicap, Villa getting three quarters of a goal, is pretty, pretty attractive. I was disappointed this morning to wake up to the news that Emmy Buendia, the Aston Villa number 10, tore his ACL, is expected to be out for eight months. Brutal. You don't love that because he's looked awesome in uh, preseason. So I'm not sure that that scares me off the bet but it's it's something uh for people to know yeah i'm not ready to have it scare me off the bet it does sort of darken my outlook for aston villa because he's just such a creative piece for them he started the game um as you mentioned in the preseason where they played newcastle he scored two goals so 
he's definitely a loss. Let's not make any mistake about it. But they do have guys that they can slot in there. They still have Coutinho on the team. They have other creative players, Jacob Ramsey, that they can throw in and maybe fill that gap a little bit. You look at the Newcastle side of this, you know, they brought in Sandro Tonali. He was a big signing for them, covered a lot in the English media. You like their midfield. They've got a lot of options here. And they are at home, which is which has been a fortress for them, right? I think you take a look at, let's see, last season. Newcastle last season at home, 11 wins, two losses. But they did have six draws. So they're dropping some points here. And I, I think this might be one of those cases where they're going to drop points. I think this is going to be a tight matchup. We did see the 3-3 in preseason. I'm not putting any stock into that, although it was 2-2 at halftime. So the, most of those starters were still playing at that time. So I could could see goals here, but I'm not willing to go over the 2.75. It was, it was 2.5 maybe. But I just think Unai Emery knows how to prepare this team. He's had the whole offseason to do it. I love getting three quarters of a goal. Just seems like tremendous value for a matchup that we expect to be really tight here. So I like Aston Villa getting that three quarters of a goal, Jordan. Yeah, Dev, I'm with you. This this feels like a 1-1 to me. It just has 1-1 written all over it, Dev. And uh, I hope that's the case so that we can cash this three-quarters of a goal on Aston Villa. Well, right on, Jordan. Let's move on to Sunday where we have a couple more matchups for you guys. And we're going to get started with Brentford hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Now, this one is lined as a pick right now. And the total is set at 2.75. But we should say, Jord, as we're recording this, Tottenham have accepted Bayern Munich's offer for Harry Kane. It's now up to the player whether he wants to go to Bayern Munich or continue at Spurs this season. That's a whole saga, a whole drama. I imagine it will all be settled before this game kicks off. But look, we've been watching Spurs this preseason. They've got a new coach, Ange Postacoglu. They're turning the page. And I'll tell you one thing about his style of play. It's very aggressive. It's very much on the front foot. And Tottenham's defense is just not good enough to play the high line that they've been showing. So I kind of like goals here, Jordan. What say you? Yeah, Dev, we talked about this uh, over the summer that, you know, as soon as Postacoglu rocked up in England, eh, we knew we were going to be making money hand over fist on Spurs overs. Just like uh, Celtic were printing money on overs last season when he was at the helm in Scotland. Um, And look, Dev, Brentford Spurs matches in the past, kind of a mixed bag, but generally pretty high event, entertaining matches. Brentford can score goals, uh, even when Ivan Toney has not featured. Obviously, he is out for some time and won't be back until the second half of the season. But that doesn't scare me off too much. I mean, obviously, they're a better team with him in it. But in his absence, he's had absences before, and they've still been able to find goals. They have competent forward players. And you mentioned it. Spurs' back line is weak. Uh, Yes, they've changed the play style, but the personnel hasn't changed too drastically yet. And, you know, we've seen it throughout the preseason. They're still shipping goals pretty routinely. They're just creating a lot more now, too. So... I expect them to give up a couple of goals, and I expect they'll probably score a couple, whether Kane's there or not. Uh, so, yeah, I like the over two, Dev, and um, I think the way to play it here is the Asian total over three at plus money here. Uh, plus 106 is what I'm seeing. I think that's the way to go. 
You could do the both teams to score in over 2.5, something we like to do often, but then you're laying some juice at minus 120, and it's not really attractive enough for me there. I, I would want plus money for that. Uh, just don't complicate it. Take the over three here. In that case, if, if one team does happen to score three or four goals on their own, you're not fuming that you laid more juice for the BTTS. Yeah, I brought to you when we were talking about this game that you could take each team separately, of course, over 1.5 goals on their team total, and both are plus money. Brentford here, plus 123, Tottenham plus 108. Uh, we were kind of saying, well, can we take both of those plays? And then we sort of settled on, well, why not just take the Asian handicap at the flat three? Just in case it is uh, a two to one, then uh, you can push out at least instead of only cashing one of the two team total bets. Anyway, I'm getting in the weeds here. <laughs> well, you take a look at these two teams, they're head-to-heads. Uh, last season, two matches, we saw 3-1 Brentford win and a 2-2. So these teams score goals, and that was when Tottenham were playing with, um, when they were playing with Antonio Conte, it was a completely different style. They like to sit back and invite pressure and then and then try to counter it. Ange Postacago is entirely different. He wants to be on the front foot, press heavily in the opponent's defense. And I think Brentford is going to enjoy some of that. And I just think there's going to be chances after chances here. I really like this bet. I like taking that over three. If you want to be a little more safe, pragmatic, you want to make sure you get the cash, you can take the over 2.75. It's not that much worse at minus 115. Um, and even if Harry Kane goes, and maybe this line will get better if he if he does end up going to Bayern Munich, I think Richarlison is actually a better number nine for this system. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> for this system than Harry Kane is at this time because Postacoglu wants his nines to be pressing and up on the front foot and just creating havoc up there. I think Richarlison's athleticism is a little bit better for that than Harry Kane at this point in his career. I think Harry Kane, of course, overall, much better player, world-class, don't get me wrong. But if he's gone, I still like this bet a lot. Give me that over three at plus money. Um, feels pretty safe. If it does end in a 2-1 or even a 3-0, we push out. It's no problem. But I think this thing gets to four. So I love this bet, Jordan. Over three goals, plus 106. Lock it in, Dev. I love it. Well, there is another game on Sunday. Uh, probably the best game of the weekend. It is Chelsea hosting Liverpool. The Reds and Blues. We love to see it. This should be a fascinating matchup. We've seen a lot of turnover on both of these rosters. Uh, and both have uh, aspirations to hopefully finish in the top four. I think both could do it. There's an outside shot, but Jordan, we're completely oppo on this play. And if you know our show and our process, we have to agree on the plays to give them officially. I like over 2.75 here. I think Liverpool with their firepower, Chelsea under Pochettino with his new revamped system. I could see goals. I could see chances. Uh, but Jordan, you like the under 2.75. And when we're that opposition on it, we, we don't like to give it officially. Yeah, Dev, I mean, I, I see the narrative for an over here. I get it. Um, you know, two attack-minded managers going at it. A lot of attacking personnel on the field. Liverpool's defense still has a lot of question marks. Do they even have sort of a defensive midfielder? I'm not sure. Um, does Chelsea have a defensive midfielder? It looks like they signed Tyler Adams today, but otherwise it's Gallagher. The American Tyler Adams. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's Connor Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez in there. Not exactly ball-winning sixes. Uh, so, I get it. 
But I just, I'm so scared off of the head-to-head data, Dev. For some reason, when these teams meet, it goes under. No matter how much they create, no matter how much XG they put into the game, they're not scoring. Uh, I think four consecutive nil-nils, is that right? Yep. And uh, I think even it goes back even further in terms of unders, although there may be some with goals there, one-nils, two-nils, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I just want to, and I have question marks about both teams also. So didn't think we needed to force a play here, which is disappointing because it is one of the most exciting games of the week, but yeah, maybe that means it's okay to just sit back and enjoy it, see how these teams look and then take those data points into game week two. I completely agree, George. There's no reason to jump on this game. Let's see what these teams look like. We're just saying there's going to be a lot of turnover. Let's see how they approach this game. It'll be a fascinating watch. I don't think I'm going to be betting on it, but, uh, you know, who knows? By the time the late game on Sunday comes up and there's nothing else left (laughs) to bet on, it might start looking pretty appetizing. Anyway, George, let's move on now. We have one more EPL game for you guys, and it is on Monday, and it is Manchester United hosting Wolves of Wolverhampton. This one sees United as home favorites of minus 1.5, and the total is set at a flat three here. Uh... Jordan, we like you, Man United. They just brought in Andre Onana, a massive upgrade, a keeper for what they want to do. We love David De Gea. He won the gold glove last season. Great shot stopper, but he doesn't have the progressive passing and vision that Andre Onana does, who's going to be much better for United and Ten Hag's system. On the other side of this, you got Wolves. They already lost their manager this week. First manager fired. We mentioned it on our future show. Uh, he was linked to that. I think he was Mike plus 120 was the highest rate rated to lose their manager. Wish we had taken that because uh, he's gone. Lopetegui's gone. They've got an interim now, and this team is in shambles, Jordan. But what do we think about this matchup traveling over to Old Trafford? Yeah, Dev, I hope we don't fall victim to the new manager bounce here. I don't think we will, uh, considering uh, that it is at Old Trafford on opening day on a Monday night football. And uh, I expect... Manu will be okay, regardless of any new manager bounce vibes Wolves might have. It's hard for Wolves to have any good vibes right now, Dev. They are in real trouble, getting smashed by financial fair play. It seems like they're actually frozen. They can't spend any money. They don't have any good players anyway. Arguably, their best player, Ruben Neves, has gone to Saudi Arabia. Raul Jimenez has been sold to Fulham. Uh, I don't even know if they have a striker at the club. Even if they did, though, Dev, we made money hand over fist last season betting Wolves unders and both teams to score no in Wolves games because Wolves can't score goals. And I don't see how that changes now that they're worse and have lost assets and don't have strikers and don't have a manager. Uh, Now they got to go to Old Trafford on opening day against a pretty good defense who's only strengthened and they're going to score? I don't think so, Dev. I think Man U keeps a clean sheet here. And the next question is, can Man U score? I think they can, which leads me to Manchester United to win to nil. Coming in at plus money, plus 110. Yeah, Jordan. uh, Wolves have gotten rid of all their best attacking players, okay? And you're right, maybe there's the new manager bounce, but it's going to be tough on the first day of the season trying to implement something. Now going to Old Trafford, where United has been a fortress under Ten Hag. You take a look at last season, uh, 15 wins at home, 
three draws, one loss. So United only dropped points at home four times, and that loss was, I believe, Ten Hag's second game in charge where they got smoked by Brentford. It was like 4-1, and it was a, the sky was falling and all these things, but that was before Ten Hag could really take over. I don't see them losing a game at home, or, or at least certainly not to Wolves. <laughs> so they, I definitely think they're going to win this. You look at their head-to-head data. We've seen um, the previous two matches last season. We had a 1-0 and a 2-0, both to United. And I expect them to do the same here. This this definitely looks like a 1-0 or 2-0 to me. Wolves can still defend. They're pretty organized, but they're, they're not going to be able to score against the likes of Onana, Varane, Lissandra Martinez. Everybody's healthy, and I just think United here, um, they're ready to make a big, a bit of a push, go for top four again. They got Champions League this year, and I'm excited to see Ten Hag in his second year. I expect them to win this to nil. I also like the under here. I don't know why it's ticked up to three. That seems crazy to me. Uh, feels like one nil or two nil uh, written all over it. So why not take the win to nil, a plus 110. Nice little plus money play on a Monday. Yeah, I actually thought, I was wondering if maybe it would be safer to do Man U to win and under three and a half or something. But the price is better on the win to nil. And just in case, like, Wolves players are like, fuck this. We, we don't care about this. And they don't even try to defend. And it does become like a 5 nil. You'd just be furious. So take the plus money. If Wolves score, they score. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, look, I mean, there could always be a penalty. There could be a crazy free kick, a shot outside the box. There, anything could happen, okay? That's the danger of a bet like this. When you take, when you part, basically you're parlaying the Man United money line with Wolves total under. But you just look at, on paper, this feels like the right play. Maybe we're being greedy here, but I, I wouldn't take Man United on the spread. I don't think minus one and a half is a good idea because I could absolutely see this being one nil, take care of business, kick the ball around, keep possession, and let's get out of here. Move on to week two. Yeah, it's going to be annoying when, man, you are up two, three nil in the 90, 90th minute and they add 17 minutes of stoppage time and... We're just sweating it because Man U doesn't care about defending anymore because they know they're going to win. Uh, yeah, that, that'll that be fun. Yeah, <laughs> Looking forward to that. Well, Joe, that's going to wrap up the games we're covering for the EPL this weekend. we got four official plays for you guys, but we do have one more because there's other leagues in action and uh, none bigger than La Liga over in España. we got one play for you guys. It's taking place on Saturday, and it is... Real hosting uh, Real Batiste. Uh, this one is seeing Real as home favorites of three quarters of a goal, minus 0.75. Total is set at 2.75. Uh, Jordan, what do we think about this matchup first weekend of La Liga? Well, I'll get to the matchup in a second, but uh, the presentation there was spicy. I enjoyed that, Def. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to be back in the yeah, we're back, baby. season. Um, yeah, Dev, so this isn't the sexiest game on the card for La Liga's opening weekend here, but I think I found some value here, and we're trying to make money at the end of the day, so this is what I've come up with. Um, look, we mentioned at the top of the show, we were talking about Unai Emery, how he's come to Villa, and what he did at Villarreal uh, before going to Villa was pretty impressive. A lot, a lot like we're seeing at Villa now. Exciting football, pretty stout defensively, and uh, an onus on going forward, and but playing pragmatically and creating. Uh, 
Um, I think one of the f- most fun times we watched Unai Emery's uh, Villarreal was when they beat uh, Bayern Munich and knocked him out of the semifinals of the Champions League. Uh, or maybe it was the corner finals. Um, so Villarreal, last couple of seasons, very exciting. And they went to some high places. The problem is they lost Unai Emery. And this summer, they've lost even more. They sold their striker to, uh, to Chelsea, Nicholas Jackson. He ended last season on La Liga on fire. He was scoring for fun. They lost Chiquese. Uh, a lot of the attacking Pau pieces. They lost Pau Torres gone now as well. So I kind of like Real Batiste here, Dev, getting three quarters of a goal. But what kind of puts me off of that is that it is a road game. It is opening weekend. Villarreal, I can't remember the name of their stadium. I apologize if there are any Villarreal fans listening. Great stadium. Very cool. I uh, can't remember the name, but kind of a tough place to go. So to be a little more pragmatic, Dev, I think I'm just going to let the data be my friend here and find a different way to fade Villarreal. And that is just by highlighting the fact that they lost all these attacking pieces. I think it's more likely that this game can go under, especially because they're playing the under specialists in Real Batiste. Yeah, I, Jordan, when we started talking about this, I love La Liga unders. Like, I like Bundesliga overs, La Liga unders. Uh, those are plays I always look to first in these leagues. And you take a look at these two teams head-to-head. The past two seasons, four times they played each other, all have gone under two and a half goals. And you're now getting this thing at 2.75. Uh, why am I getting that little extra cushion? I, I don't totally understand it. I guess because Villarreal has been scoring some goals in preseason but they're not the ones scoring. They're getting scored on. So I guess that would make you nervous, but I don't see Batiste being this super offensive team. They want to play defense. So give me the under here, under 2.75, La Liga under to start the season. It feels like a great play to me. Yeah, I mean, I actually wouldn't put anyone off taking the under 2.5. You want to get some nice plus money. You know, three goals sinks you either way. This way is just a little more pragmatic, and I think the price is really fair. So if it does get to three goals... Okay, because uh, minus 103, pretty nice. Pretty nice price there. Uh, yeah, the the preseason stuff, hard to put too much stock into, uh, but when we're looking in La Liga games, especially featuring Batiste, whether it's head-to-head or not, unders are the way to go here. And I think they Batiste has every reason to come here to, uh, you know, an away game on opening weekend against a team who finished last season quite strongly and were scoring a lot of goals, they're going to be pragmatic and try to get out of there with a point. And Villarreal is going to have to see if they can break them down. I'm not sure that they can. We'll see. Maybe they get one. Maybe they get two. I don't know. As long as it stays under three, Deb, we're making money, and I think that's a good bet. Yeah, again, the uh, head-to-head support it and knowing the league and where we're at, I I like this bet a lot, under 2.75. But, Jordan, that's going to wrap it up. We're only doing five official plays. There is the German Super Cup this Saturday, which features Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig. We talked a little bit about that game. Maybe we'd want to bet it, but ultimately couldn't find an angle, though it should be entertaining. Um, We'll be back next week. We've got Bundesliga back. We've got League Oh, We've got Acidia, some of our favorite leagues to bet on. But, Jordan, before we get out of here, there's something we got to do. We do indeed, Death, because it's one thing to talk about these matches. But it's quite another to put our money where our mouths are and pay the bookie. Chuck, I'm going to tell you something. You have that fucking 200 in my hands tomorrow. If 
Halloween got to 200 in my fucking hands tomorrow, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. Well, let's break this thing down, Jordan. We got five official plays. It'll be going on the spreadsheet for you guys. And it starts off with Brighton and Hove, Albion, hosting Luton Town. We're taking this one. We're laying the spread. We're laying it Brighton at home, minus 1.5 goals. Uh, can they win by two against newly promoted Luton? We think they can. Uh, then on later Saturday, we've got Newcastle hosting Aston Villa. Uh, and this one, we are taking Aston Villa plus Three quarters of a goal. We're taking the dogs here, the road dogs. Aston Villa plus three quarters. Uh, then we move down to Sunday. We've got Brentford and Tottenham. Give us over three. You got to move the Asian handicap a little bit here from 2.75 up to three to get you plus money over three in Brentford and Spurs. Then finally on Monday for the EPL, we have Manchester United hosting Wolverhampton. This one, we're taking the win to nil. Manchester United win to nil. And then over in La Liga, I think I misspoke earlier. This game is actually on Sunday, and it's Villarreal against Batiste. We're taking the under 2.75, and that's going to wrap it up for us, Jordan. Any last words? Uh, just that I like it, Dev. we got five plays here. Three of them are plus money. The other two are quite close. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. If anyone was looking for more action, don't worry. As Dev said, it's a long season. There are going to be plenty of bets. But I'll also remind you to find the link in the description of this podcast episode to join our Discord server, where you can jump in, talk with some of the other degenerate uh, listeners of this show who are giving out plays left and right all weekend long, typically, and during the week, to be fair. Uh, And I'll be in there. I'm always in there rattling off extra plays. So do jump in there. Join up the Discord If you're a new listener, thanks for tuning in. Share the episodes around. If we make you some money, tell your friends about it. We'll be back here next week for more action. That's right, Jordan. Until then, everybody, let's make some money. Make some money.